We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lucky Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, in conjunction with CFB Nation, Irish Breakdown. Great content, like ourselves, a our big bro, John Garcia Jr., State of Recruiting. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know, we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, now newest addition to the secondary for the fight, Iris Thomas Harper joins us on the Lucky Lefty podcast. Thomas, Lucky how you me. doing today? I'm doing good. How right. you doing? Good. Sean Davis, the Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire. So let's jump right into it. It's been a mass exodus of sorts with Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. I guess the defensive coordinator taking his sabbatical uh, was pretty much one of the indicators that this might be coming within that program. But for you personally, um, hopefully, we hope you're blessed and healthy after your injuries right. uh, during the year. Uh, <laughs> tell us about your health and your injuries, and then we'll ultimately lead you to enter into the portal. Okay, so um, – so- I want to say the fourth game uh, versus Baylor, pretty much I uh, I kind of felt my shoulder. It was kind of messing with me a little bit. Uh, I continued to play. Um, but uh, I guess it's kind of like uh, I'm answering both questions at once. But uh, so, I mean, after that, uh, during the year, I mean, it was already kind of some 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 weird things happening within like Oklahoma State and, and all that. I don't want to necessarily get into all the details, but. I mean, I kind of sensed it and I kind of, my mind was kind of already made. Like I didn't, it, it was just a little weird feeling. Uh, and then, um, I mean, yeah, I just really wanted to to get healthy. I kind of knew my plans for, for after the year. So I, uh, 
I think I I played in seven or eight games, and then after the after that uh, the last game, I kind of just I wanted to get my shoulder right and 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 just I knew my plan, so I just wanted to get healthy and and make sure uh, that I uh, I got the best type of treatment for it. So how's the shoulder right now? You good to go going into training once you uh, enroll in Notre Dame and get to going? Right. Yeah, I'm good. Right. Now, how much uh, – so 35 games under your belt is a lot of experience, a lot of play time. And what is that like for you going into an environment of Notre Dame where it's not so much of a conference, but it's it's a, it's a different level of competition? Uh, I mean, it's exciting for me, to be honest with you, uh, being that – I mean, my previous four years was all in the Big 12. Uh, I mean, it's exciting to play some new competition. Uh, and, 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 I mean, it's really just exciting. Uh that's another thing that kind of attracted me to Notre Dame as well, just the schedule that they have. I mean, that we have, I should say. Um, I mean, it's just – it's it's everywhere. It's Pac-12, Big Ten, ACC. So, I mean, you really can't ask for a more complete schedule than, than I mean, what we have here at Notre Dame. So – How much of the game – I got to ask. How much of the game did you talk to Marcus Freeman about during your recruitment when you played against us in the bowl game? How much did that come up? Uh, it, it came up a little bit. Uh, he would, he would, <laughs> uh, he he brought it up a little bit, but uh, I mean, it really wasn't that much. But like I say, it was funny. It was funny when he brought it up, and and we had some good laughs. Now, yeah. what did you think about Notre Dame during that game when you played? Is was it was it was it a different level of preparation? Were you excited, or was it just like we finna blow these Catholic guys up? Right. What was the game plan? Like, what, what when you guys went in at halftime? What what happened? Because it seems yeah, like what happened? Dub, Oklahoma State. Right. And then you guys came out in the second half, and it was just like, man, this is a totally right. different defense. So I, I actually didn't play in the game, but obviously I went. I was in the meetings pregame, all that. And I mean, going into the game, I mean, we knew as far as defensively wise, we knew that y'all had a good tight end. That that uh, I mean, one of the best in in in, in the uh, nation, that's what our coach said. And, I mean, that's how he played. So we, we was really worried about trying to take the ball out of his hands and, and forcing forcing it to stop in the run and just forcing it to be a passing game kind of. So, uh, I mean, that's kind of what we- <laughs> So that's the question. What was the what was the conversation about the quarterback uh, of our team during that time? Were y'all worried and thinking, man, we let him go crazy, it's, it's going to be tough for us? Of course, of course. Like I said, y'all, I feel like y'all had some really good pieces – that that there's some really good players where if you let them get high or let them get going, then I mean it's gonna be a long game. So we definitely we definitely had. I don't think y'all running back played. Right. We we was we thought he was gonna be playing, so he didn't play. So we didn't really know too much about the the other running back. I mean we knew he was good, but we we didn't think he was gonna be what y'all uh, running back one was. So uh, we really just was. I mean the game plan was really just stop the run and. And, and and don't let the tight end get hot. That's really what, what the game plan was. And, I mean, y'all got out on this early. So, I mean, we we at halftime, we thinking, I mean, we're not giving up, but we, like, I mean, we just don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, we ended up getting getting the job done. So. Yeah. Spencer <laughs> turned up on us. Yeah. yeah definitely. Spencer did turn up in the second half. Yeah, Spencer, he's a, he's a good player. You didn't so, get a chance to talk to him and be like, hey, uh, what you think about Notre Dame? Or did they not recruit him? Because we don't really know too much if they even recruited him. Uh, I, I like I literally just talked to him like a week ago, but uh, he said I think they talked to him earlier or something like that. But I'm not, I didn't really get into all the details. But, but yeah, nah. We didn't think he, we didn't think he tried. We didn't even think us as a program tried to reach out, you know. But I'm glad we at least attempted. Right, right. Yeah, Spencer, good. Yeah, Spencer's nice. He's definitely, he's nice. So nickel safety combination. I watched your film against TCU. It was just in the national championship game. You had a pick in that game. Your cover skills, like how would you characterize yourself if you were trying to describe to our fighting Irish fans, this is the type of player you're getting at the nickel safety? Um, <clears throat> I would characterize myself as, first and foremost, uh, a competitor. I mean, I mean, I'm a compete regardless who I'm playing. Uh, if the, if I feel like the competition is lower or regardless, I'm going to compete. I'm going to do my best every time. And 
And I mean, really just a selfless guy that's going to do everything for the team. Uh, I know a lot of people say that, but I mean, if they need me to play nickel this game, I can play nickel. If they need me to play safety, I can play safety wherever I need to fit in to to allow the team to be, give the team the best opportunity to to win and, and be successful. I mean, that's honestly what I'm going to do. So, Is that the plan that they talked to you about when they were recruiting you that pretty much come in and wherever we need you, we want you to be able to play and do that and use your versatility? Right. Exactly. Uh, obviously, like you said, like you mentioned, uh, nickel, nickel and safety, just between those two, I mean, really just get in where I fit in. And uh, I mean, wherever I'm, I'm needed. Now, see, this is going to tell it, us a lot of love. Hold on. This is going to tell us a lot before you get to that question. What gives you the better feeling, the interception or the big hit? <laughs> It's got to be a big hit because he don't got a lot of picks. I watch his film and he, he he likes to stick his nose in around that line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's right. That's he's right. nickel safety. That's why I asked the question. Honestly, I would have to say probably as much as I like the hit, I would say, nah, I, I would definitely say a big hit just because, I mean, interception is cool and like, I don't know, but a big hit, it just bring that energy. It just bring that, that I don't know, that swagger. So, I mean, probably a big hit. Yeah. Go ahead, love. And and was it the was it the defense that pulled you to Notre Dame and what how you saw yourself in Al Golda's defense? Or was it the, oh, it's Notre Dame? Like, that's – if I want to go to the league, I know playing well there can definitely put me on spotlight to get there. That's a good question. Uh, I think it was a little bit of both, to be honest. Um, obviously, my first thought was it's Notre Dame. Like, I know I'm going to be on a big stage. I know I'm a, everything that I'm looking for as far as exposure and all that. Like, I know I'm going to have it. So, I mean, that that definitely went into it. But obviously, I mean, I had a few options. So, I just wanted to make sure it was the right right decision. So, I dug a little deeper, did my uh, research. And, and, I mean, learning about the defense and and how they the system and all that and how they how they use the safety and the nickel i mean that definitely drew me in even more and and kind of just solidified it for me did you tap into the gator bowl i'm sorry like when you were going through your process did you get a chance to watch the gator bowl North South Carolina? yeah right yeah i watched it i watched it what are your what are your thoughts about the defense the scene early on south carolina got things going and then it seemed like the defense kind of put the clamps on them yeah, I think uh, I think South Carolina early on, they just kind of had, I mean, they had a lot of stuff scripted. They they had the little tight end leaking out. I mean, stuff like that, like little small eye violation stuff, nothing really too serious about the like them just eating at the defense or, or exposing the defense, you know, more so just eye violations, little stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I liked what I seen, honestly. Uh, I feel like it's a lot of pieces that y'all already have that, that I mean, just make y'all a threat already. And that was super attractive to me as well. Just being on a winning team and, and not going somewhere where they don't really have a culture set in stone yet. Like, you know, y'all already have a culture. Y'all already have a, a good team. And and I mean, I think y'all would agree just as much as I would agree that, I mean, it's a lot of people coming back. And, and I mean, I feel like we can make a, a postseason run for sure. Just we just got to do what we got to do. But that was really attractive to me as well. Now, you had an opportunity to play on a team that was very, very veteran on the defense two years ago and then coming to a team now that's considered a little young at Notre Dame. What's been your experiences on having a team that was veteran and playing on that and then possibly playing with a team that's a lot more uh, younger and experienced and how your role fits in that? Uh, I think it's gives me an opportunity to, to really step into more of a leadership role and, 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 and be a leader and, and just help my teammates as much as I can being that I kind of been, like you said, I kind of been on both sides of the spectrum uh, on a young team, an old team. And, and I can say that on the older team, uh, two years ago, the Oklahoma state team. I mean, it was just, it was, it was just a lot of like, it was player led, you know, y'all was a top defense at the time. And right. I mean, it was holding a lot of uh, records and numbers at, at, in the conference and in the country. What exactly. was like the, you said it was it it was a players was it that's what made it special where y'all all knew together okay we nice all together then it was on the younger team where y'all like well we trying to figure this are y'all good for real we trying to see right yeah it, it was definitely more of a of a player led team in in the the seniors uh I mean we just had definitely at least on the defense for sure I mean we just had so many leaders and and they led by example you know it wasn't necessarily just say whatever or you know it was by example you know 
practice early a.m. They they giving they giving hundred percent. So we looking at them like if our best player is gonna give hundred percent, like we gotta do the same, you know. So I just feel like that definitely was a difference and and just being on a younger team. I mean, obviously we still gave hundred percent, and I feel like I was a leader as well. Just I mean, I didn't finish out the season, so it's hard to you know lead by example when when you're not necessarily in the fire anymore, you know. But I mean, it being on a younger team is just kind of more a little looser. It's like exactly a little looser. Everybody looking at everybody, you know. <laughs> nobody really really showing the way or, or or leading necessarily by example as far as as it was in 2021, uh, I think, or 2022. So. Thomas Harper, newest addition to the defensive backfield for Notre Dame. Nickel safety right here, Lucky Lucky Podcast, the Anora Boys, Sean Davis, Malik Zaire. Just a couple of more minutes with Thomas Harper. So, Thomas, you know, we like to help out all the transfers. We talked to Caleb Smith, and we asked him what his, uh, what his palate was coming to a new city. And so we, we want to help you out as well. You know, what, what's, what's your palate like? Because we want to tell you where to go to get some good grub. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too picky, really, honestly. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm open. Like, say, on my visit, I tried, like, two, two new things that I've never had before. So, I mean. What did you try? What did you try? Yeah, what did you try? Um, Salmon Wait, what's the, the training morning. table like at Oklahoma State? Was it was it like always barbecue? Cause y'all always out. <laughs> just like, was, y'all just eating was, ribs uh, and stuff every day. Nah, that was pretty good with uh with mixing it up. You know, we had it was a lot of barbecue. We had, I mean, st- uh, rice, <laughs> steak and rice. You know, the usual. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. anything crazy, but but they did a good job of mixing it up. So how so, you feel about sushi? Cause you might get that a couple times. They might throw some sushi. At trading table or some stuff. Right. No, I, I like sushi. Uh, my brother's like a big sushi, like kind of sort of. Like, he loves sushi, so he kind of got me into sushi a little bit. But uh, I mean, I'm not crazy about it. But at the same time, I haven't really, you know, tried a lot to 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 really give a good answer about me and sushi. But I mean, I'm definitely open to to you know having sushi and all that. Well, if you ever want to cook and try new recipes, just follow Malik on social media. He posts oh, recipes all day. Crazy oh, recipes. But let's go, let's go ahead and give him the South Bend tour of cuisine and where he should where he should go. Man, look, you gotta if you like your your, your Chinese food, you gotta go to Woochies. You know, you said Woochies? Woochies. It's a it got a big old sign. You, you can't miss it. It's downtown. You go there. If you want some soul food, you know, you gotta go to uh Angel Soul Food. Is it's like right off the uh highway. You guys, a little ways oh, away, but that. I'm sure you're going to have some whip. You're going to have a whip or something. Uh, they they used to have, and then, you know, you got Eddie Street. They got some new restaurants. You're going to get your Chipotle's and your fire guys and all that. But mm-hmm. you really want to get the the city, the city classics, you know. Right. Maybe go to the, the west side of the South Bend a couple of times. They got some good spots over mm-hmm. there. But uh, what else? What would you say? got to go to Frankie's. Get you some classic barbecue. Go to JJ's Chicken and Fish. Y'all probably had JJ's out there, but JJ's got some good chicken and fish. Get the the ten, the ten wing lemon pepper. You know what I'm saying? You got mm-hmm. double fries, no coleslaw. That yeah. you know the you know the order. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like coleslaw. <laughs> I don't really do the coleslaw like that. That coleslaw always gets left out, right? It's always stay in the bag. Out. No need. Always. And then for breakfast, you got to hit the original pancake house. We got for a couple sure. now. There's For a sure. difference. There's the original pancake house, and then there's the American pancake house. Is you got to be careful. The American one, you get mm-hmm. a, a better discount. You feel oh, me? Yeah. The original one's more like your mom and pop. Right. See how they try to trick you. See how they try to get you. You know what I'm saying? Right. But if you want a good lunch, you got to go to Penn Station. I don't oh, know great if you heard of Penn Station. Great sub sandwiches. Hey, you great like the sandwiches. Philly cheese steak in South Bend? I'm gonna have to try that. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. What was the uh what was the soul food place you said? Angels. Angels, okay. I'm gonna have to try that. Definitely gotta get the angels. Thomas sure. wrote that one down. He was like, Yeah, angels, I'm gonna have to get that. try that one for sure. <laughs> so Thomas, we appreciate you joining us, man. And uh once again, have a great off-season weight training with Matt Bayless and the rest of the staff going into we look forward to meeting you, you know, in the spring when it's time for the first practices. And, um, yo, just stay in health, stay blessed, 
And oh, he's from Knoxville, left. So we had to we had to get this on the way out. He's from Knoxville. Yeah, so it's like you know, at in between Atlanta and Memphis. So like, I want to know like, you know, with the passing against the boo recently, like, is he more of a Memphis dude to the culture when Mm. it comes to music, or is he leaning more to like maybe VA or Atlanta? Yeah, it's interesting with him being in Knoxville. No, I'm I'm definitely. I mean, I like both. Let me just say that, but I'm definitely more Atlanta type of. Okay. Type of dude. Okay. I like I like the Atlanta rappers. I like little baby. I like, I like all that. What's Atlanta your rappers. take on Gunner? Did Gunner mess up, man? Is hey, he, is he a snitch, look, man? Look at look at yeah, yeah. That's the it's question everybody trying to figure out. <laughs> I think it really just depends on what you consider or like what's your definition of you know uh, of a of a snitch, I guess per se. So you see everybody I got mean, their own definition. That's the problem. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, me personally, I mean. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in the situation. I'm not in his shoes. Yeah, we're not street dudes. Know so I, we, got I, I, a, we got an outside perspective. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't say I would have did the, what he did, but I mean, at the same time, I'm not knocking him. I don't know the situation. So I don't really want to, you know. Hey, nobody want to sit in jail. That's the situation. <laughs> I know one thing. I would not have gone on IG trying to talk for Thugger. I seen that. Yeah, they, they shut they shut him down. His people shut him down real quick. Thomas yeah. Harper, newest addition to the defensive backfield, nickel safety for Notre Dame, right here on the Lucky Lefty podcast. As we said, continued success, eternal blessings and favor in all your endeavors, and we can't wait to see you get on the field, man. We appreciate you for joining us, man. Thank y'all for having me. Absolutely, always better. All right, Thomas Harper. Joining us right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Good dude, man. Good dude. I loved his breakdown on what you know South Carolina was doing in the Gator Bowl and how excited he is to be part of this defense. Yeah, especially, you know, I thought it was, it was a good response when we asked him, is it about fit or is it about Notre Dame? A lot of times, if Notre Dame calls, it's hard to just not look at it from it's Notre Dame. Are you looking at it from a fit perspective? Are you looking at it from how you can really make plays and, and, and help the team, not the team just helping you? Man. Whew. That's a great interview, Left. And the more I watch this film and the more I listen to him, I think he's going to be, be a big-time uh, addition. Yeah. An already pretty good defensive backfield. I agree. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So let's talk about it, Left. Joe Clatt. It was on with Colin Cowherd. And he said, notice how when everybody was clamoring because of the evolution of football and teams passing the ball more, it's amazing how everybody was clamoring or trying to get all the top quarterbacks. And he said, Kirby went in a different direction. Kirby was more concerned with roster building and building a team that legitimately went three deep at every position with really good players. Not so much the great players. Don't get me wrong. He said they have great players at Georgia, but they have a lot more really good players than everybody else. And they don't have a huge drop-off when they bring in their second string. He said, look at what happened to TCU with their starters when the second string defenders came in for Georgia. The game didn't change. Kirby Smart has found a way in the last five years to go opposite of football where everybody tries to get the quarterback to elevate everyone else, trying to copy off Clemson and what they were able to do with Deshaun and Trevor Lawrence. And and spitting right in the face of that was Kirby Smart in Georgia. And they just went and got really good players at every position and didn't really worry about the quarterback position. He said you had Justin Fields transfer out to goal to a place like Ohio State because they wanted Jake Fromm over him. And you look at the, in, the uh, Caleb Downs, Justice Hayes, Justin, Justice Haynes, and um, the running back that Notre Dame was in on, I forget his name, the young man that came up and rode in the car with Coach Freeman, Richard Young. Richard like all Young. of those, Richard Young being a Florida kid, but right there close to Georgia. He said all of those big-time kids, Georgia really didn't even push for. He said, why? Because go watch the national championship game. The fifth running back on their roster comes in, and he looks really good. Like, 
roster building versus just going and getting stars. That's what Kirby, that's what Kirby was more concerned about. And that's why he felt Georgia is out in front of everybody else in college football. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely uh, got his recruiting formula down pat. And I think like Earl Nightingale always said, if you go against the trends, you end up being a millionaire and he's found his fortune and not going with the trends. Uh, he's definitely recruited at a high level to where he's got guys that want to stay and to be on a team that everybody's having success is hard to for the ego of some guys who aren't playing to want to stay, but he's found a way to, you know, replace the, the talent that, you know, was is hard to beat before with talent that's, I'm not going to say better, but just as effective, if not uh, uh, more effective from the standpoint they went undefeated and won championships. So uh, I think what he's doing is great, and now it's just a battle of nutrition and how teams are going to copy that and catch up and their and their others. So um, we'll see how it goes. In my opinion, uh, let's take it. Let's say Ohio State played TCU or they played Ohio State. I think the argument is the same. I think you would say, wouldn't you say if Ohio State TCU played, you would have to think about who you would take in that game. Right? As as disrespectful as people have been towards TCU, if TCU is totally healthy with Kendra Miller and has their running game, I would say they would keep it close with Ohio State because of what I've seen from Michigan up against Ohio State, being able to be physical and have an impact on all of that talent. I'm not saying they would beat Ohio State, but I think it would be a competitive game. If Georgia played TCU five times, Georgia would win that game five times. Yes. And they would cover the spread, in my they would opinion. Probably, they probably win it six times just because they beat them so bad <laughs> the points carry over to another game. I, I think Georgia would probably cover the spread at minimum four to five times. Agreed. Right? The styles make fights, Left. We talk about this all the time. That TCU's just not a good matchup for Georgia, bro. Right? Because maybe people looked at Michigan and said, well, Georgia's a physical team just like Michigan, and they like to push you around. Georgia uses their physicality a little bit differently. Like, because Georgia can go past crazy on you and light you up. They got the tight ends to do it. Dude, Lab McConkie was, dude, Lab McConkie was getting busy on a bad MCL against TCU. Getting busy. Right? And that's against the Thorpe winner. Right? They had Thomason back there. Everybody thought he was going to be able to take away a receiver from Georgia. It didn't matter because they have so many weapons. And the way Todd Munkin deploys the weapons out of similar formations, but like Thomas Harper said, they give you a lot of eye candy. A lot of eye candy. A lot of eye candy. And with that eye candy, they can be physical. They can run the ball when they need to. And then they can get the big chunk plays. And this is crazy because Notre Dame fans should know this. Georgia gets their big chunk plays with their tight end. (laughs) Third down, third and 13, tight end over the middle, right? Yeah. Here's Brock Bowers on the the wheel route. Here's Brock Bowers on the jet sweep. And, and And these guys are chasing every time. It's not like these guys are like arm in arm. These guys are chasing. You muted your mic, love. Oh. Well, yeah. He was talking about Brock Bowers and how you know, Notre Dame is chasing. I mean, I know the name, but teams are chasing. You're tied in in coverage. And there's just so many different, man, the diversity of weapons that they have. That's building a roster. That's building an offense, Right having a diversity of weapons. And that's why a lot of people, myself included, you know, C.J. Williams, okay, if you want to want to add the talent to the wide receiver room, fine. But what diversity does he bring to the wide receiver room and to the offense? 
right? The running backs work so well together because Aldrich Esme and Logan Diggs are like the perfect complement to each other, right? Lorenzo Styles Jr. gives you something different than Deion Cozy, gives you something different than Jaden Thomas. And hopefully the youngsters coming in, I do see variety. Braylon James gives you something different than Great House. Rico gives you something totally different than both of those guys. Caleb Smith coming in from Frisco, Texas, gives you so much value in the return game, gives you so much value in the quick screen game that you bring in a class of wide receivers, four-person class of wide receivers, then you add the veteran transfer from Virginia Tech, Caleb Smith, in big body. He used to going up and getting 50-50 balls, being tough over the middle. That's who he is. He told us yep. when he joined us, he wants to be a Belitnikov finalist, and he wants attempts. And you have a veteran guy, and he came here to be able to run more routes and play different positions in the wide receiver room. So he has flexibility. And gives now, that's, that is interesting because that's not the skill set of a Tyler Buckner. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Buckner's not throwing a bunch of option routes and different routes and different things. So what's the conversation like on a Caleb Smith recruitment when it comes to the quarterback situation? Because I'm ass. Yeah. Who throwing me the rock? Yeah. From Caleb Smith. Who we who we who we going with? Yeah. So I think that gives a little indication on what they're thinking offensively. If he's gonna be running all these intricate routes. Because I'm pretty sure Tyler is much more comfortable throwing go routes, slant routes, and, and hinges. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough that he left at Virginia Facts, man. So I'm not about to sit here and say that the gap has increased or decreased. I just know that Kirby Smart has done a much better job of building his roster out than everyone else in college football. That's right. He just has a bunch of really good players. And then you'll have a Jalen Carter pop up. You got a good middle. Yeah. Yeah. Good middle of the the roster. Yeah. Good Jordan Davis. And that's what Marcus Freeman said he needed to do at Notre Dame. He said, I have to build the middle of the roster. The middle of the roster is just as important as the top of the roster. So when you look at that depth chart, you want to be able to look at one and two and say, look, if one leaves the game, we can still do our thing. We can still execute. Yeah, Georgia's threes is over there kicking butt. So Yeah, and that's what we saw this morning. We saw at least five Georgia players jump into the portal this morning. At least five. Why? Those are the guys that can't get probably get to that top two. But they're it's really that window. Good. It's that yeah. window of opportunity. I saw some young guys on Georgia's defense. Yeah. Especially some young freshman play. Yeah. So that window may have passed. You know, it may team, have. And a team like Georgia is very volatile because you need to – you're a high-running machine. Yeah. So you can't have no no patches in your oil. Your oil got to be grade A all the time. Yeah. And you can't be mad at that, right? They jump in. They just – they came off a national championship. Is their time to shine? Is their time to shine? And I respect it. I absolutely respect it. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So it's for the Culture Friday. Any questions that you guys have, we apologize. It seems like the chat was in was disabled for a short time during the uh, Thomas Harper interview. And uh, we apologize for that. We apologize for that. So if you have questions about recruiting or anything Notre Dame, um, 
Just Envy Gal said, um, we like Javante Jean Baptiste. Did anyone know this was happening? I don't know. Well, I figured that because Marcus Freeman has such an Ohio State tie, that pipeline was going to be there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And now with the transfer portal being so volatile, I feel like he's he's making some phone calls over there. He's got some connections, him and James Laranitis. Yeah. yeah. To see and, and kind of fish out who's not too happy over in that camp. Yeah, that was a kid that jumped in the portal. From In other words, I expect Notre Dame to still be aggressive in the portal in that defensive line. I think they grab one more person. If they can get someone on the interior on the defensive line, they're definitely going to take that. But if they have to get another big end, I, I think they'll be in the market as well. So Notre Dame's going to continue to be very aggressive. Did anyone know what was happening? I mean – if, if you if you're part of Notre Dame media you, and you're doing your job, yeah, we we knew it was forthcoming. And then yesterday you started seeing news of people forecasting him to Notre Dame on certain publications, and of course, you know we weren't weren't going to say anything until it was official. So, Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. All this great content. Go follow right now. Leave five stars. Leave your comments. We greatly appreciate you. It's because of ULL Nation that the climb continues on. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. Left, what do you think about David Shaw interviewing for the Denver Broncos job? Well, I think it's an attractive legacy job to to go to. I mean, you went to Stanford, and now Denver's not too much different. I think it's a job. You know, he he always is connected to the NFL. Um, it doesn't shock me that people in the NFL feel like, you know, let's give him a shot. He's more of a consultant to an NFL team. To me, I would like to see David Shaw like as a GM in the NFL because he spent so much yeah. time covering the draft that it would be perfect in my opinion. It's a nice retirement role like for that. him. Yeah, if he did something like that, that would be perfect. Him coaching in the NFL, mm, uh, I don't know how that's going to go. I just don't. What do you think about this weekend? It's all about the NFL wild card weekend. I think the Cowboys are in trouble, left. Well, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady, but, you know, Dallas will be Dallas. They're definitely going to Dallas. Biggest matchup of the week. I'm looking forward to watching Justin Herbert against Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, really good game. My Jags finally back in the playoffs. I'm going to be repping the Jags all the way to the Super Bowl, baby. Your Jags, bro? Wait a minute. You see the sweatshirt. Oh, man. Here we go. I've been a Jags fan for the longest. So you you telling me now you go back to Keenan McCardle and – Mark Brunel, left-handed guru, you know, Mark Brunel was a was that deal. So you've been a Jags fan for a long time, huh? David Gerard, that was me in the past life. David Gerard is me. David Gerard was a pretty good player for a time being. And then and then let's not forget our guy in Tampa, offensive coordinator. They, uh, Leftwich Byron, come on now. When he was there, that's me in the past life. <laughs> you were a little more Byron Leftwich David Garrard combo. That's me. You were a little more athletic than than uh, Byron Leftwich, bro. That's my, that's I, I give team, you that. Bro. That's my team. So Trevor Lawrence, he'll, he'll suffice for right now. But you know, I think we have a good chance of at least winning the first one. Justin Herbert is just like Josh Allen to me, overrated. Man, do you think um, you think they're able to pull that one out? I think the Jaguars win. I think the Jaguars are going to pull it out. I, I think we're going to win, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Probably about 14 or something. Oh, I don't know about that 14. I don't know about that 14 left. You? <laughs> Our defense is pretty solid, though. I can't lie. Defense is pretty solid. Before we get to the best part of the show, Brian Crawdaddy asks, is Chicago high school football good? I think it's I'm hit or miss. 
I think I'm kind of insulted by that. I don't think he meant, you know, that's just In comparison, me. Okay, okay, compared to, to Midwest football, is it better than Michigan football? Dude, once again, you're comparing a city to an entire state. Is it better than Detroit football? Heck yeah. You go, go look at the NFL Hall of Fame and find all the Chicago dudes in the Hall of Fame. Are you kidding me? We're talking about right now. It's the best pipeline in the history of Notre Dame for a city. Are you kidding okay, me? Okay, yeah, Notre Dame. Okay, it should be. As far as Letterman. Are you kidding? Is it I'm good? Just I'm just asking. Okay. All right. We just, just <laughs> that's like ask. No, well, I was about to say something. It's not. I was about to say that's like asking if no, if Chicago basketball is good. Then I stopped myself because I said that's totally different. In comparison to what? New York basketball? Chicago basketball. basketball. Chicago basketball has surpassed New York basketball a long time ago. Name the last great player. Ago. Name the last great player <laughs> from New York from a basketball standpoint. This song. I mean, uh, name them. Well, nowadays basketball is international, so he's got to have a, some some country name or something. That's a good answer. That, that would be a great answer for Steve Harvey on Family Feud. <laughs> great answer. Great answer. Great answer. <laughs> Basketball is international now. So, yeah. Look at Donchie's and messed it up, man. I'm sorry. I saw him and Russ acting like they wanted to fight last night, knowing darn well yeah, both of them are soft. You call him Russ soft? You think it's a, a, a show? Soft in the sense of Russ ain't it. Russ doesn't want to fight, man. No, nobody in the NBA wants to fight. Isaiah Stewart does. But yes, I would consider. What do you think of TNT's new crew with Jamal Crawford? Oh, on Tuesday night. Yeah, I like it. I like it, left, because you know. First of all, I'm a huge. Wait a minute, look, man, look. I'm a huge. The real CP3, not, <laughs> yeah. not that non win, not the non winning CP3, not the not the non championship. No, not the non championship CP. No, not him. <laughs> the real CP3 in basketball. Candace Parker. Yes. Yes. And you know, I, I just don't like the pantsuits, man. The pantsuits be killing me. Well, are you a pantsuits fan? Not really. See, okay, not so not I'm not really. saying nothing crazy. Not really, I don't. Have, I mean, I don't have anything against pantsuits. You know, but that's her style. Left. I mean, not a fan. That's okay. I can I can be not a fan of everybody. See, that's the thing. We got to get back to used to. It's all right not to be a fan hey, of what? everything everybody do. Hey, man, first of all, Candace <laughs> Parker is not from St. Louis, man. Stop. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh-oh. Come on, man. Let's stop. So, so she, she's false claiming uh First of all, Candace Parker claims Chicago. I don't know what Coach Vic. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know. It seems I don't know like what Coach Vic is talking info. about. I don't know what he's talking about. She grew up in Naperville. Her, her <laughs> brother grew up in Naperville and played in the NBA. I have no clue what what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not about to act like she just. You know what I'm saying? I have no clue. None. Well, you know, you know, Michael Jordan was born in New York, but he's talking about him all the Chicago she, she, love. Was, she was born in St. Louis. That uh, she ain't from St. Louis, dude. The girl was literally three years old when she got to Oh, what you mean? Oh, here we go. Here you know, wait go. a minute. Do you know how let's many just, people I can keep... claim? Wait, wait. Do you know how many people I can claim? If that's the case, it's a bunch of rappers in Atlanta that's from Chicago. If we're going to keep it a buck. Oh, we, we know Atlanta is, is a transplant city now, but let's, let's be real honest. Okay. There's two basketball players to ever wait, matter, play it, does, it, it doesn't even matter. Ohio. It doesn't matter to us. Have you ever heard Candace Parker claim St. Louis? That, that, have you, <laughs> tell me when you've heard Candace Parker claim St. Louis. Never. Never. 
She rides for Chicago. Maybe on the interview with all you. the time. That's because she get more love in Chicago. That's all. She was just born, appealing she was born to your there? fans, man. When you got to appeal to your fans, what do you, okay. what do you want? She was born in Chicago. That's fine. Ask I'm KG. Wait a minute. Ask KG who he <laughs> Ask KG. Ask Kevin Garnett who he reps. Kevin Garnett showed up in Chicago as a 17-year-old prep star. And he still reps Chicago more than he reps uh, South Carolina. Still yeah, yeah. To this day. Like, look, man. All I'm telling you is Kevin Garnett knows he wouldn't have been the same Hooper if he didn't come play in the Red West. Oh, okay. Now y'all taking credit for no, his no, no, play. No. no, 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 no. He has said on his documentaries and several interviews, Chicago made me the Hooper I am. He never meets the great Isaiah Thomas. He never meets the great Isaiah Thomas <laughs> that tells him you can go straight to the league if he's not in Chicago. Mm. Facts, his words. Is that what it is? His words. Oh, shoot. Hey, man. Leave it at that. And that's that. But still, she's the real CP3. That's my point. She's a real CP3. She's a real, she's a real CP3. I've never heard them introduce her. Go listen to her being introduced at the University of Tennessee. They never said from St. Louis. They never said that. <laughs> they never said that. Never said it. They never said that. We can ask Coach. We're gonna. You know what? The next time we have Coach Carl Reed on, we're gonna ask. We should definitely ask him. I'm gonna say, Coach, do you claim Candace Parker? Knowing Coach, he's probably gonna say yes. <laughs> you want Coach Reed? We gonna be you like she gotta be loyal to the soil. Yes, she gotta be yes, loyal to the soil. Yes. No one coach is gonna end up being a debate. <laughs> Dude, no one help. No one coach Reed. I'm gonna text him after the show. I bet you he's like, heck yeah, yeah she's from the loop. Yeah, he's like what you got? How you think she got here? <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast, great show. Uh, we discuss. The transfer of Javon Jean-Baptiste uh, Jean coming to Notre Dame, David Shaw, interviewing with the Broncos. We talked about a couple of the games, Wild Card Weekend. We had Thomas Harper, newest addition to the defensive backfield, nickel safety for Notre Dame. As always, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of our great content, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdowns, the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We also got into the NCAA limiting the second transfer and legislation that may be coming soon, bro. May be coming soon. A second transfer, unless you have a medical uh, situation concerning a parent or that particular player, they might have to sit out a second year. You know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, pettiest story of the day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, and premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Yo, people getting wild in the chat, man. Michael Parks, you need to go look at Google Maps. East St. Louis and Chicago are not even based, no. They're nowhere near each other. You're on mute, bro. Michael Parks just knows geography. That's all. Dude. No, they're <laughs> not the same. They're not the same. <laughs> no. You if you tell somebody from East St. Louis that they're from Chicago, they might do something to you. <laughs> they might do something to you. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, I went to U of I. So you go to U of I, it's a lot of people from Chicago, a lot of people from East St. East St. people not do same. not like being included with Chicago people. 
They man, they throw a fit. They said the basketball better in East St. Louis. That's what they say, and they claim that we're country, which is funny to me. <laughs> They're from East St. Louis. Yeah, y'all but, country folk in Chicago, man. But we're country in Chicago. <laughs> so Coach Vic can tell you, they don't might, dude. They see, he agrees. They do not like being connected. <laughs> To Chicago, man, being from East St. They do not like it at all. <laughs> no, it's serious, bro. Yeah. It's serious. It's yeah. serious. Like, oh, you tell a dude from East St. Like, oh, you basically from Chicago. What? No. You got a problem. You have a serious problem. It's funny that you mentioned that crew left, the new crew. I do like the new crew. And... um This is what happened on their broadcast. Oh, yeah, Shaq Petty, son. Shaq's Petty. <laughs> Here we go. A four-time champion, Stephen A. Shaq. <laughs> you know, we had plans, but when that hairline walks in, it's something oh, we got to discuss. Forehead, though. No, Stephen A. Man, Shaq. Stephen a. Hey, is that, uh, is that crooked? Bro, uh, keep it in light. Is, is the it crooked? Is it crooked? Hold it looks good. <laughs> Hold your head to the left, and it's straight. There you go. Oh, wow. It, oh, it yeah, is crooked. Yeah, it's a little bit up to the right. <laughs> oh, man, Bill, up to the right. Bill, I'm going to kill you when I get home, Bill. Oh, man. Uh, Yo, Shaq is bogus for that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm surprised that he didn't go to Jalen Rose guy. I know Jalen Rose got to be sitting in the cut waiting. Man, who's better, Jalen Rose's barber or Marcus Freeman's barber? Oh, That's man. a good poll Rose, question. Jalen Rose Barber just ha- be having him looking too. And he used a spray. Marcus <laughs> Freeman don't be using the spray. Jalen Rose facts, that spray. Facts. Jalen Rose be looking like geometry. Not geometry. Yeah. Crisp, precise angles. Man, like his barber is a. <laughs> what's that movie with a. He's a math teacher. He ain't even a barber. He's a math teacher. Man. That Russell Crowe call his barber Russell Crowe because he has a beautiful mind. <laughs> the cat just sees like haircutting totally different than everybody else. All right. Yeah. So thank you guys for a great show, man. We appreciate you. We'll be back next week for more great content. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend. But most of all, you got to make sure that you spin it different. We'll holler.